Hi there, dear listener. Lazlo here with a quick pre-roll message for you. Before we get started, I want to let you know there are all kinds of convenient ways for you to support my efforts to bring you all these podcast shows on Chinese history, Chinese sayings, and tea history. If you go to my website at teacup.media and click the support button at the top, you'll find a bunch of ways to show some appreciation. There's Patreon, where you can get early access to new episodes, exclusive content, and an invite to the Teacup Media Discord channel, and more. CHP Premium, that also has early access, exclusive episodes, and ad-free versions of the entire CHP back catalog. Plus, there's several other ways to donate to the show as well. Check the episode show notes for a link to that very page. And my deepest thanks for listening and supporting me and my humble efforts. Hi everyone, I'm back again, Laszlo Montgomery, with another nice Chinese saying. This one is six characters long, rather than the standard four, and if I may say, in all humility, today's Changyu is perhaps the most useful one yet presented on this program. Well, top three, maybe. Top five, for sure. The old stalwart of many a book of Changyu, Bai Wen, Bu Ru Yi Jian. Let's do the usual. Bai means a hundred. And when means to hear. By when, to hear a hundred times. The two characters buru mean not as good as or inferior to. And yi means one, the number one. And jin means to see. Yi jin, see one time. Hundred here, not as good as one see. This is one of those chungyus where... After you hear the characters strung together, they make enough sense where the meaning is instantly revealed. This saying is the Chinese version of our English, seeing is believing, or a variation of a picture is worth a thousand words. Well, the purpose of the Chinese sayings podcast isn't so much to introduce you to these idioms and sayings as much as it's about the ancient stories behind them. Bai wen bu ru yi jian. Let's check out the backstory. For this particular Chengyu... We have to go back to the Western Han Dynasty, to the time of the Emperor Xuan. He was one of the better Han emperors and got to sit on the throne for a nice long stint from 74 to 49 BCE. Han Xuandi was the Chinese emperor whose reign was contemporary with the time of Pompey, Crassus, Cato, Julius Caesar, and many of the other greats from Mike Duncan's History of Rome epic. Emperor Xuan was exploring ways to deal with this little problem he had in the West. The further West you went in China, the closer to Central Asia you came. And from the earliest times in Chinese history, these people who rimmed the Middle Kingdom to the North and West, not Han Chinese, they gave China's rulers an endless supply of worry and headaches. The material wealth that all these nomadic tribes knew existed inside sedentary China was always a big draw for these invaders. And one of these people out west, near the Tibetan Plateau, where Sichuan and Tibet meet up, were a group called the Qiang. Today, the Qiang are one of the 56 official ethnic minority peoples recognized by the People's Republic of China government. There's maybe a couple hundred thousand or so around today. But they weren't the exact same as the Qiang people who lived out west during the Han Dynasty. The Qiang back then was sort of a catch-all term given to various groups of people who lived out that way and who were stressing out 
Han China with their incursions into Chinese territory. Today's Qiang are perhaps partly descended from these people. Emperor Xuan called his advisors together for a powwow to discuss solutions to this problem. And one of the men present was named Zhao Chongguo. He was a 76-year-old grizzled veteran of many campaigns and had spent years, decades in fact, defending China's western territories and knew these Qiang people better than most. So he rose during the meeting to speak. And Zhao Chongguo said that he, despite his advanced age, would be the most suitable one to go and deal with these invaders. The Emperor Xuan asked Zhao Chongguo how he intended to deal with these people and how many troops he'd require, and General Zhao told the Emperor it was impossible to devise a winning strategy without first seeing for himself what the situation was out there. So according to the Qianhan Shu, the Book of Han, the official history written about this period up to Wang Mang's usurpation, Zhao Chongguo took some of his men out west on a recon mission to go see for himself what was going on. And after careful observations and getting familiar with the lay of the land and the state of the Qiang military, and after capturing a few Qiang soldiers and interrogating them as to the positions of the Qiang armies, Zhao Chongguo saw all that he needed to see, and at once he began to devise a strategy. General Zhao knew what to do, and after reporting back to his king, he organized a military expedition that indeed made fast work of the Qiang and put an end to their incursions into Han Chinese territory. In this official history of this time, the Book of Han, Zhao Chongguo was immortalized not only as a great military man of the times, but also as the one who gave us the Chengyu. Bai Wen, Bu Ru Yi Jian. Zhao Chongguo said in order to figure out how to proceed, he had to see for himself what was up. He insisted that Bai Wen, to hear about something a hundred times, Bu Ru, wasn't as good as Yi Jian, seeing it one time. A picture is worth a thousand words, and this Chengyu has been used millions and millions of times since and continues to be used into our very day here in the 21st century. And being the betting man that I am, I'm sure in cultures around the world... Everyone has their own version of this one. Direct from the Qianhan Shu, Bai Wen, Bu Ru Yi Jian, ladies and gentlemen. Zhao Chongguo's words to the Han Emperor Xuan regarding the Qiang nation, situated near the farthest upper reaches of the Yellow River. Seeing is believing. A picture's worth a thousand words. Are there any more truer words than that? I hope you like that. This is one of the more useful Chinese sayings, so go try it out on your friends. And after they give you that quizzical look, you can personally school them as to its meaning. Then they can go spread the word. So, that's our Chengyu for this time. Six syllables, 50% more than usual, all at the same low price. I hope you will consider possibly coming back next time for another offering. There's a lot more where that came from. As with all these... Chinese sayings introduced on this humble program. The gory details are contained on a single web page at the teacup.media website for your personal inconvenience. The characters, pinyin, vocabulary list of all the Chinese terms, you name it. It's all there. I thought of everything. Go check it out. Well, we ran a little long last time with uh, Washin Changdan. So this week we're going to shortchange you by a little. Not that much. Believe me when I say 
it'll all even out by the end of the season. You'll find you're paying the same low rate, no matter how short or long the episode is. Until next time, me little beauties, this is your humble host and narrator, Laszlo Montgomery, signing off as usual from sunny and beautiful Los Angeles, city in the smog. Don't you wish that you could be here too? See you next time. Bye, all.